Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I use science, spirituality, and play to help people relax into their true essence so they can experience more ease, abundance, and joy. Welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for coming back to or coming to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. Before we get into this week's episode with the amazing Amy White, where we well, we usually say this is the energy update for this month. So I'd be saying it's the May energy update. And yet this month, the greater consciousness is like, no, 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 this is your evolution. This is basically your lesson plan for now. And it's not just for May, it's for forever. And it's don't know, but it will. Don't know, but it will. Doesn't it sound like People should be dancing to that. Don't know, but it will. Don't know, but it will. I just picture it with like on Broadway. And now you do too. You're welcome. So uh, to keep the energy high before we get started, I just thought I'd share a few things that are awesome right now. And I would really love to hear a few things that are awesome in your life. So if you're inspired to share, please reach out to me either through my website, kelseyabbott.com or email me, kelsey at kelseyabbott.com. Now, a few things that are awesome in my life in no particular order, but maybe some order. I don't know. Anyways, Zoomy, we got a puppy. He is now 11 weeks old. He is amazing. He is wonderful. He is hilarious. He is so sweet. And sometimes he is a terrorist and he's so smart. He's learning so much and we are learning so much. And puppy parenting is amazing and wonderful and magical and exhausting and hilarious. And I'm so here for it. Another thing completely unrelated, because I want to show you how tiny joy can be and how accessible it can be. I painted my toes pink and orange. And just every time I see them, I'm like, oh, it's like a little splash of joy. And what else? Oh, the other things that are coming up, I can't share with you yet, but they're really, 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 really close. I have some new offers coming and you guys, I'm so excited about them. Everything will be shared here on the podcast and if not on the website, we'll be eventually on the website, but also get yourself on the email list. So you will be the first to find out when new things are available. And you can just head over to KelseyAbbott.com, either grab your free human design chart there or sign up for the newsletter on any page of the website and we'll get you all set up. Now let's get into this week's conversation with Amy White. I love you. You are a miracle. Go forth and be awesome. Amy, Amy, Amy. I feel like it's been forever. I know. Is that just because I've been in puppy land? Could be, though. I actually went back to look at, we recorded a little bit earlier for the last month's episode. Yeah. Because I I felt the same way this morning. I was like, gosh, how, how long has it been since we've like legitimate human time, earth time. Um, But it actually, I mean, it still feels like it's been a long time. And, you know, like we were talking just a few minutes ago before you hit record, yet time is just on on fire. It's just super sped up right now. I know for everyone I'm talking to. Time, Time kind of amuses me a lot right now. I actually just now I glanced at my computer to see the date. Cause I was like, I actually have no idea <laughs> what the date is. And I haven't this whole month, like starting around April 8th. I remember that. And now I'm just kind of in the, is it May? No, yeah. I don't think it's May yet. Okay. <laughs> I absolutely understand. And I think, you know, we've talked about this before coming from the East coast, um, and being here on the West Coast now in Southern California, the the way that the seasons, quote unquote, because we really don't have seasons necessarily here as much, but the way that things bloom and the way that the weather turns. And so this this weekend, it was like a sum, like summertime, like the beaches were packed, the town, the little towns, beach towns were packed 
people everywhere. You know, it was just so amazing. And then all of a sudden I had to really step back and say, oh my gosh, it's, it's just April. Like it's just April. Cause it felt like so much like being, you know, being on the shore in the summertime. Um, we had here in Florida, we had summer like three weeks ago. It was solid, like 95, super humid. And then winter came back like literally three days later, the temperature was, it was 50. Yeah. 50 degrees colder. And now it's evened out and it's like, Oh, it is spring weather. Okay. Okay. I can make sense of that. I had like been like, okay, here's summer. We're doing this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. You know, there are many of us, many of us here on this planet that, that navigate through life with, you know, with mile markers. And one of that has really been a big thing for me, even like driving around places. I never really know the names of streets, but I know that at the yellow house, I make a, you know, make a right. Or, you know, I know that if I pass this billboard, my exit's coming up and, and that's how I navigate through life. And so even though I've been on the West coast now for almost 10 years, it's, it still, um, confuses my brain quite a bit. And yet, you know, as I think about it in energetic space, it's pretty much on point, you know, and I would say probably, and I can even feel it like your listeners are all going, that's the same way I feel, you know, whether they navigate through the world with mile markers or not. I think the, the way that time is so elastic right now um, creates this little bit of confusion for all of us. Um, And and that's actually part of what the greater consciousness is saying, sort of our patterning, our, our repatterning around not being held, not being um, holding on so tightly to the way that time can create um, obligation and time can create shoulds and coulds and woulds, you know, whatevs, coulds, shouldevs for us. This is funny because this is, I was saying this to you before we hit record that lately I've, especially the last few days, having to be a certain place at a certain time has felt so my, my body has rejected it. Like it has made my stomach upset to have to be someplace at a certain time. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that's part of it. The energy here right now on the planet doesn't hold a lot of space for that. Um, rigidity. Um, And, you know, we talked about, and, you know, last month, this idea of getting more and more into the flow. And this, this, I think is all part of that. That's really strongly how I'm being made to feel that this recalibration or um, like almost internal rewiring that many, many of us are experiencing is, is part of this time now. Um, this all makes sense because we're in 2022 now that we are moving towards the new paradigm in 2027, the old way of doing, if you're looking at your human design chart, the old way, all four arrows at the top pointed to the left, starting in 2027 with the new paradigm, all four arrows point to the right. And this doesn't mean like if all four of your arrows point to the left that there's something wrong with you you're gonna be like stuck in the past or if all four arrows of yours point to the right that uh, you've like Mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to survive in the last (laughs) like 400 years it's just the way of being in humanity is going to move more towards that flow right right and and we're really in that place of of not not redefining it from our human our, our thinking perspective um, but redefining it from our allowing heart-centered perspective. Um, one of the things that Gerda Consciousness just said that's really important to understand is that they're not talking about life will be chaos. You know, there's so much resistance to the idea that time can be elastic and, 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 and expand and contract in a way that actually is flow versus the way that we've we've containerized it today, right? But that there's so many um, people that just because of the past beliefs and what we've seen in the world around us up until this point, 
the idea of, of that feels very chaotic, but the greater consciousness is saying it's not chaos. It's there's actually more flow. There's actually more grace and space that's coming in this reworking of time. Yes. But you know, time and space around within and around each one of us. I feel that so much. And yet I'm feeling like teachers putting their hands up and being like, wait, what? No, we need the bell ringing at certain times. You don't understand. It will be chaos if we don't have everything compartmentalized into these nice little compartments. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, the, the way that they're making me feel, and there's no portending of the future, you know, here. I mean, certainly that's not anything that I do in my work, but it's, it's, it, what they're showing me is when you just said like the ringing of the bell, it's almost like the, if you think about the school bell being this harsh buzz ringing, you know, um, and then you've got sort of the gentle reverberation of a gong, you know, and it's like, it's more of, of moving into this gentleness around how we contain space, how we containerize, you know, time and, and it will look different. And I think it, it also, the way that they're showing it to me is that it's different per person, you know, what they're showing me, which is interesting talking about school again, is this idea that when we were in school or when I was in school, you had eight periods and, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you had math at 8 a.m. And then Tuesday, Thursday, you had English. And, but pretty much it kept a cadence. When my kids went to school, they had these blocks where they would do English for 90 minutes one day and 40 minutes one day. And, and right. And they, and they changed the container. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it was for the purposes of being more gentle and being more expansive and being more fluid. I mean, lots, I'm sure there's a lot of research that went on behind it, but that it's a great example of how do we move, move uh, our lives and not even that there's action that we need to take, but just to allow this reconfiguration to happen around us, knowing that it actually will be less chaotic and less harsh to our systems than it is right now. You know, and there are, thank goodness, there are people here on the planet right now that are exploring things like the four day work week. And, you know, how do we bring in more balance, you know, life, work, life balance, family life balance. Um, We're really moving in that direction. But, and there are people here who are meant to do this. There are people I, back when I um, was a dolphin research intern, sometimes I had to wait. I'm now realizing maybe I didn't make the schedule, but someone had to make the schedule. And obviously the idea of it traumatized me so much that I was like, I'm glad I don't have to make the schedule uh, because it's not my zone of genius. And yet for some people, I have a client who makes the schedule for her whole company and she just thrives in that area. Some people are have all the gifts needed to do this. I'm not one of those people, but I'm really happy that those people exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the beautiful part of all of this. When we think about co-creation of the new paradigm, right. Being part of it in contributing to it, everyone brings their superpowers to the table. Um, And it's really for us, it's, it's more about not being in the place of resistance you know, change is change is change, but it's also happening in a way that as the greater consciousness was showing me earlier, when we, when we were talking before we hit record this, this rewiring that's happening internally, like under the surface. So we're being prepared to be able to step into these shifts from the inside out. And it's not from our thinking mind. We cannot figure our way into this. We can't really plan for it. And I know that can create some anxiety. We certainly can plan, you know, for the things that we feel led to and drawn to plan, but planning for the collective recalibration, no, it's just, it's going to unfold, you know, in a little bit and a little bit and a little bit at a time. Yeah. It uh, feels like the last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it actually has been really this, this year, mm. you know, it's almost like the last year has been the prep 
for this reconfiguration. It's happened in different places, but the last two years have been much more heady about re, you know, about the reconfiguration. We've done a lot of thinking through it, all of us, myself included, you know, in some ways, shapes, and forms. So now we get a break from thinking. Well, we can give that. ourselves a break. We can definitely give ourselves a break, you know. And as I was sharing with you before. I know we keep saying this every time I always say before we hit record, I think we need to just hit record. I I had that hit like two minutes ago. I was like, (laughs) I think we need to hit record the second we both pop into the zoom room and just share the whole thing. Cause it's true. People are missing gold. Some really good stuff. Yeah. So, so I was sharing with you that, um, uh, yesterday I was getting ready to record. Uh, I had to, pre-record a call for my twice monthly community um, because I'm traveling actually quite extensively over the next five weeks. And um, as I was sitting down in meditation before I hit record on my call, I kept hearing, um, don't know, but it will, don't know, but it will, don't know, but it will. And it was so, it was so strong that I, you know, as I started to explore uh, with the greater consciousness, what they were talking about, they were saying, and this really builds on the conversation we're having, because we, it isn't about being heady, right? It isn't about thinking. It's, it's about this idea that we don't know what's going to shift. We don't know what's going to change. We don't know what each day brings, which is a truth that's not just 2022 truth, right? It's a truth of our whole life, lives, like really do what do we really know? But the idea is to be in this awareness of not, not knowing and not really needing to know because it will unfold. It will show itself. We will be led down the paths that are most appropriate for us. And I, the, the biggest piece and what the greater consciousness is saying about all of this is that we, we, not only do we give ourselves a break from thinking, but if we can be in awareness of it, we give ourselves a break from beating ourselves up over messing something up, right? It's this idea that we're exactly where we're meant to be in every moment there. It can't be wrong. And the more we give ourselves permission to ingest and digest that, even when things look like they are a shit show, you know, even when, even when things around us look like, um, you know, it complete in utter chaos, when we can lean into the don't know, but it will don't know what's happening. Don't know why it's happening. Don't know when something will happen, but it will, that trust piece is the big invitation. And it's the big invitation coming into the energy of May, by the way, because we start the month or end April, depending on how you look at it, with this eclipse. And and it's in Taurus. Well, we're in Taurus and it's an eclipse. So that's what I'm, I'm sticking with that, right? But it is about, you know, getting grounded in our feeling and really Taurus being such the grounded, right? That grounded, grounded, purposeful energy being grounded in that space as we move into this and trust that it's going to unfold and it will i'm being called to share this uh my experience from last week i was thinking of racing doing my first race since 2019 and i've just been like all right we'll see like see if I can make all the logistics work and just kind of feel into it. And I was getting these teeny tiny nudges from the universe. Like, mm, not quite like this, but not this, like, yes, it's, it's almost time to race, but not this one, not yet. And I, uh, I was sharing this with a friend. I actually shared with her a piece of it was, I was like, I want a new tri kit. Like, what am I going to wear for this race? And I'm like, Oh, I want this kit. And I went to order the kit, the kit. I liked, I liked the style of it. It was not Kelsey colors though. It was not bright colors. And I love my bright colors. And I went and there is out of stock in my size. And I'm like, "Hmm, okay, pivot. I'm not supposed to race. And I was sharing that with a friend and she was like, I love how you just pivot so easily. 
And I realized I was like, mm, you know, not always <laughs> like, like I can resist with the best of them. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that makes it easier for me is the fact that I'm not on social media. So I don't have the FOMO that would drive me to be like, Oh my God, I just want to do it so badly. I'll push through. Maybe I need a different size or I'll get this kit that is ugly or I'll wear my old kit or like all these things. Yeah. And what you're describing feels like I'm, it it just like the don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know when I'm racing. I don't know. I really don't know anything. I don't know anything (laughs) at all. (laughs) And like, I felt that nudge. Like I, I felt it and I'm like, "Mm, I recognize that. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to that. Thank you very much. There's no need to smack me around. Let's just listen to the nudges. But I think, you know, and you're, and I was, I tell you this often, your voice is in my head so much. If it's, if it's heavy, how do you say it? If it's 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 heavy heavy and hard. hard, Yeah. If it's heavy and hard. And I think really that's, that, that's kind of the exclamation point on this whole trust piece. Yeah. No, don't know, but it will. It will, it will resolve itself. It will unfold. It will show itself. A, a, a solution will come. A pack, a hydration pack will show up we'll just when you stop up. looking for it. Right. You know, we're in the, the bigger piece of this conversation, the greater consciousness is saying is that this isn't just a May energy report. When we're talking about this, this is, this is the, this is the part of the new paradigm. I was going to say, it feels like the new way of being. The new way of being, moving about the planet without the need to know, but the trusting that it will and the following the nudges, right? This, this isn't about, and this is, I know humans and our brains get in the way and want to intellectualize this. And, and so the thought process can go to, so I just sit and wait. I just, you know, I always say like, sit back and eat bonbons and, you know, and just wait for the thing to show up, you know, with a doorbell ring and a, you know, box on my front step, which by the way, in PS, it could happen that way. But as you know, we're co-creating this new paradigm. And by the way, in PSS, it's, it's something that we're asking for. We're asking as a collective for new ways of being, new ways of moving through the planet, less exhaustive, intellectually mind-focused, exhaustive ways. We can't, we're in a place in, in time on this planet where these things are no longer sustainable. And not even talking about it from a planetary perspective, right? But just from a human perspective, it's, it's like our old engines you know the engines that we've that that have been running the 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 bodies of us as humans here and in all of these generations it it can't run that way anymore you know it isn't it is an upgrade you know we're going digital and it's meant to be easier and gentler and more abundant and more um connected and this is the path, the trusting path, the trusting piece of this. And it's not a switch flip, you know, trust, trust can, depending on our backstories and our belief systems and our experiences, you know, trust can be a harder bridge to cross for some of us, for many of us. And, and the beautiful thing is, you know, you use 2027 as sort of a marker right, of time in the distance look at the beautiful, expansive, slow flowing opportunity, you know, that we, we are being given to build to that practice. You know, it's not like, boom, okay, y'all have heard it now tomorrow. You're just going to switch flip. You're going to trust. And, you know, it's not about that because there is this recalibration and this rewiring and this reintegration and this remembering mm-hmm. of, of, the deeper, you know, capital T truth of who we are, that all plays into the shift. And it's not happening to us. It's not something like we're waiting for 
election results or, you know, some, some decision maker somewhere that's not within us. This is all happening within us. And each one of us are contributing to it through the process of, like we talked about last month of the letting go of the getting in the flow of the, of the trusting that, you know, we don't have to control everything. And this really takes it to that next level, which is we don't have to really do anything except what we're inspired to do. Yes. I love this all so much because looking back, I really feel like it's like, oh, that we've, we've been making space for the trust because trust Mm -hmm. takes up a lot of room Mm -hmm. and we had to clear some stuff out. We had to shake it out. We needed to make room and then trust sweeps in, swoops in, swoops in. That's a swooper. It swoops and sweeps. <laughs> yeah, swoops and sweeps, whatever. It's here. It's here. It's here. And it is, you know, it's a dip the toe in the water to start with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's in the greater consciousness really wants to emphasize this. It's okay to, to take your time. It's okay to try it and then sort of withdraw from it and try it again. There's no, there's no scorekeeper in the sky, you know, that's saying, oh, well, you know, Kelsey didn't trust enough in May of 2022. So it, it's not about that at all, right? This is about, it's okay for us as humans to want to see some evidence, some external validation. We'll get to the place of not needing it as much or as often, but it's part of the process. It's, it's, you know, and we use running as an analogy so often here, but if, you know, if you got to the starting line and you didn't know how long the race was, that would be really disconcerting, but how nice is it to have a sign at every mile marker that tells you where you are, right? And eventually you just go and you, you trust and you go, you know, I don't know about you, but I know when I was training for the marathon, I would go on long runs and play with the not looking at the mileage, right. And just go until it felt good or didn't feel good any longer. And I think that's really a great example of what they're saying. You know, we're going to start with the knowing how long we're going to run and knowing where the mile markers are, but eventually it's just going to be part of our process to go until it doesn't feel like we want to go anymore or do, you know, follow a certain path until it doesn't feel good anymore or, or, or. Mm, So, so pay, like come back to again, pay attention to what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Yeah. And I run by time. So I actually, it's always a delightful surprise at the end of every run when it tells me how far I've run. I'm like, Oh, cool. Yeah. That was my longest run this year. Actually, that was my longest run in like four years, maybe more. (laughs) It's funny because I've always gone by mileage and then I'm always surprised at how fast or slow (laughs) I did the miles. But we don't need to know at all. We don't. We don't don't need to know. Don't know, but it will. Mm. Don't know, but it will. Don't know, but it will. Yeah, I just... I don't know. Every time those words come through me, I feel this really big exhale. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's like letting yourself off the hook. It feels like a show know. tunes song to me. Don't know, but it will. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard it that way, but I, now I will forever hear it that way. I like it. I You're like welcome. it. I, it's, I feel like this year for so many of us has been, I don't even know because I haven't, I haven't um, defended my dissertation (laughs) for my PhD, but I feel like that's it. You know, it's like, we're in this home stretch, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of, of editing and, and, and rework and practice and, and, and that's happening this year, you know, almost like, when you've written a manuscript and you think I've written my book and then you realize that there's a year's worth of editing and reworking and recalibrating the story, you know, and making sure that you're 
I's are dotted and T's are crossed. It's, it's, that's what this year feels like energetically, like just taking a, taking a temperature of where we are in the first full, full four months of the year, which in, you know, we've talked in some ways, it's like hard to believe it's May. And then in other ways, it, it, it's so much has happened for so many of us in this period of time that it, it's almost amazing that it's only May. Yeah. I had a moment recently of what year is it? <laughs> like, wait, are we still in 2022? Wait, are we in 2022 yet? <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that just speaks volumes to what the greater, you know, what the greater consciousness is bringing through today about, about time, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's going to be more, more, we're going to sense more and more of that and less and less of, uh, using sort of those external factors to, to draw boxes and lines in the sand for us. But that also plays a big role in how, and we've talked about this a number of times over the year uh, that we've been doing this, having these conversations every month is that we, we find that grounding, that, that pin drop on the map internally, right? It's like when you can connect into your feet, when you can be in the moment and you drop that pin on the map that says, I am here, it really, that's, that's how time and space is being measured, even now as we're going through this recalibration. That's what I was going to say earlier that I forgot about, and I'm going to use what you, that analogy that you just gave us, it feels like that's what we're getting called to, to is dropping the pin on the map saying, I am here and actually looking, looking around you and being like, oh, I am here. Mm-hmm. And then looking at your life, looking at your surroundings, looking at your patterns, your behaviors and seeing, oh, I am here. And that no longer fits and that no longer fits. And that's got to go. And I did that because of that old story and whoa, that's got to go too. Yeah. I think that's a big piece of it. But the other side of it is that there's also just this organic falling away at the same time. So part of it is identifying it and seeing it, but the, uh, 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 as it's, as we're coming into connection and recognition that something needs to shift for us, but it's also that awareness of looking around and going, Oh, there's that thing that, that old belief just falling organically, like a leaf from a tree. And, and acknowledging that as well, because so often as things fall away, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did all the work for that. But, but we don't often acknowledge when things are just done and they happen organically. So right. What and, is it? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say and more and more, that's really what we're being invited to do because it's that difference between taking strong action, striving, driving, pushing, forcing yourself to let go of something and really just having awareness as you are releasing belief systems and patterning until eventually it really just falls. It really just falls. We've talked about this before about how the greater consciousness calls humans hoarders, right? And how you know, they give me this vision or this visual of us pulling behind us in this, you know, red flyer wagon, all of the stuff, all of our stuff. And at some point we sit down and we unpack the wagon and we go, okay, well, I'm done with this and I'm done with this and I'm done with this. And then we, we pull the wagon as we move forward again. But then we kind of, you know, circle back around and we're like, well, I know I was done with that, but ooh, this piece I want to hold on to, you know, this little piece of the mosaic I want to hold on to. And then, oh, well, this little piece of the mosaic, I'm not ready to really let go, but I'm letting most of it go. Here we go. Intellectualize, you know, I'm letting most of it go, but this little piece I'm going to keep. And then eventually we turn around and our wagon is full of shit again, because we, we, we were trying to convince ourselves that we were ready to let something go when maybe we weren't ready to fully let it go. And so this organic way of, of acknowledging as things are just like dropping off, you know, then we've, then, then we really have gotten to the place where this thing, not in any way, shape or form serves us. 
And that's when we really let go anyway, when it just is done. I love this so much. This feels like, like this is coaching. I help people see the stuff and let go as they're ready. I don't try and manipulate anyone into like, oh, you got to let that go. I'm going to like give you tough love and call you out on that and make you let go, but you're not energetically going to let go. You're just going to use the words to let go. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And the greater consciousness says often, you know, it's, you couldn't, you're not, you're not ready a moment before it actually happens. Like Like, the hydration pack. Like it doesn't come until you actually need it. Yeah. Yeah. And you couldn't have found it a minute before. You know, and, and I think we, we're really hard on ourselves as humans. And, and this is part of the invitation, you know, with the energy of this eclipse coming up here, or, or I guess we'll, we'll have come on the 30th of April. No, this is going to air before that. Okay. Or it's the idea that, so as we're coming up to the eclipse, mm-hmm. um, the idea that we can be in this awareness of what is falling away and not trying to force it. You know, the greater consciousness is bringing into my awareness this this idea that several years ago, um, I was in this relationship with uh, with this guy that was, it was just fire. I mean, it was, he's in, he's in Aries, I'm a Scorpio. It was fire and fireworks and the whole thing. And then when it crashed and burned, it crashed and burned in the same level, right? But, and- what was really beautiful about it is that um, it, it's it's taken lots of years for me to let go of some of the pieces of that relationship and to be able to come into time and space to say, I know that it doesn't serve me anymore and there's no like wanting to go back to it, but there's elements of it that, that still haven't yet fallen organically from the tree. But as I am processing through excavating through looking at my stuff in different ways it it is creating that falling away so there's nothing I need to do about it I don't need to beat myself up because there's still aspects that I might miss about this person or whatever the case may be or wishing that those things didn't happen the way that they did but that as I'm coming into deeper contact with my truth my value my worth my desire of how I want to spend my energy, those things are just falling away. It's just falling away. And I don't have to do make it, you know, and I don't have to beat myself into submission that says it's been long enough. Let it go. That never works. So the work, what I'm hearing for, from you is the, the, and work is in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. The work is to come into alignment. And when we come into alignment, which is different for us every day, yeah. when we come into alignment, then the stuff that's ready to go just goes. It just goes. It just goes. But the greater consciousness is saying it is, it's not just, it's not just by the virtue of coming into alignment, right? Because you're right. That does ebb and flow. It's coming into contact with the truth in that alignment and that truth of like, worthiness or that truth of, um, I'm okay. You know, uh, even though I went through these experiences or, you know, someone's inability to hold space for who I am, isn't a reflection of who I am. When we come into contact with those truths, which we can only access when we're in alignment, that's when the organic falling away comes, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not a fake it till you make it. It's a, it's a explore it, be aware of it, have experiences that pinpoint that highlight that, you know, that create a spotlight on those, those aspects, the places in us that just need extra love, extra nurturing, extra care, extra holding, extra, very gentle talking to, and, you know, like all of that the more we are able to love on those places within ourselves, the more we come into contact with these truths and we watch the old stories just fall away because there's no space for them to exist anymore. It's such a beautiful image. The way you say stories just fall away for me, 
those stories, I actually picture them going poof. It's like mm -hmm. pointing a magic wand at them and they're just like poof, like it's not there. Or like trying to, like when you have a canker sore or something and you explore it with your tongue and you're like, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. It's like, right. I try and find it and can't find it. What yeah. does it feel like for you when a belief or story falls away? It is really like watching a leaf come off a tree, you know, and knowing that the leaf didn't have to do anything to make it fall. You know, it's just like, it, it's a, it's like a whisper, you know, and, and in a way it's a kind of a poof, but not, it's not intentional in that I'm not taking inventory and going, where are you now? Where are you now? Where's it? Where, where, where's all my beliefs that I'm trying to let go over that I know don't serve me. And where are they in ranking? You know, Ugh, that feels exhausting. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's more, you know, and it's more almost like an a, a awareness as it's passing away from you, or it's, it's falling away from you that you're like, Oh, Oh, wait a minute. That's not my, that doesn't, that's not who, what I believe about myself anymore. You yeah. know? Yes. It's funny. And, and I can describe it this way because this is how they just made me feel when I'm doing mediumship, especially. Um, and I sense the presence of a soul who's crossed into non-physical uh, very often when they come in, I feel like a breeze passed through my body. Um, and it's almost like that same feeling when a belief system just is, is done, you know, for me, it's that, that, yeah, that breezy, airy, organic this release. This is fun because talking, you have a defined ajna, and I don't know if this is true for all people with defined ajnas, and I don't know if my experience is true for all people with open ajnas, but people with defined ajnas typically say that the beliefs get really sticky in there. And it, it's like, it's harder to let go. Whereas people with an open option, tend to be like, oh, there's that one. Bye-bye. Like, yeah, I don't need that anymore. Yeah. So for you, for it to just like, it can be sticky, perhaps. Do you experience that? No. Oh, so it's never sticky for you. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't get sticky with it. Mm, that's <laughs> not, sticky quite, with it. <laughs> not quite a song title. <laughs> or jiggy with it. <laughs> but, but, you know, but I love, I love the conversation too, because it brings up, it highlights that the way that I'm describing this feeling for me doesn't mean that that's how everyone's going to experience, exactly. but, but the discernment for each one of us, no matter how we feel it sticky, not sticky, you know, poof with the magic wand or, or, or whatever it is that we come we come to the understanding that we're it's re, it's be it's releasing because we're we're done with it, and and it's not in it, the discernment comes from is it the ego mind is it the thinking mind saying I'm done with it damn it I'm gonna throw it over the cliff again, or is it the heart mind that just says we're good we 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 milked everything that we could from this particular belief, it's it's contributed to the evolution in many ways, shapes and forms. And now, you know, that's, it's no longer necessary or that those aspects of the belief are no longer necessary or however it feels. But it also is an invitation to really be deeply in, in, in awareness and connected with yourself in that alignment, like you said, a few minutes ago. Um, because if we're not in that space of connectedness, this, this isn't really recognizable anyway. And then it becomes completely from the thinking mind. Yes. I want to say one of the other things that the greater consciousness was bringing through just a few minutes ago was this idea that, you know, this, this um, upcoming eclipse eclipses, you know, are such an invitation for releasing and setting intention and being in um, being um, what's the word intentional about it. And, and the greater consciousness wants to just, I guess, bullet point this by saying, give yourself a break from feeling like you're obligated to release around certain energy, you know, energy or planetary conditions that's shifting too. 
the old stories of what these things, what this energy, what these planets represent is shifting. It can't not because it's conti- we're continuously evolving our understanding of the energy while the energy is continuously evolving. I've been feeling that for a while and it's been an unpopular opinion. Um, yeah. feeling well, like, listen, listen to our own bodies, listen completely. to the energy of the moment that that yeah. can be a guide. Yeah. And it's, a, it, you know, the, I think the planets are a really beautiful, you know, mile markers, like we were talking about earlier. Um, will they continue to serve us in the way that they have in the, in the past? No, but will it be obsolete? Well, of course not, you know, but I think too, that all of our understanding of the energies collectively is evolving. And so things, things will eventually be clearer. You know, I just heard a conversation a few weeks ago now about Albert Einstein, you know, and where he was in his understanding of the laws of the universe. But when he, when he transitioned, the universe didn't stop evolving, you know? And so in non-physical, his understanding of the universe has evolved as well. And so some of his, some of his uh, concepts or beliefs or, you know, things that he, he had proven out in the time that he was living aren't really valid anymore because we've evolved past it. And I think that's what is happening with all of, all of it, you know, and this is really the whole conversation we've been having today. It's that we're evolving, it's evolving So how do we hold space for ourselves in the most loving, gentle, nourishing, nurturing ways while trusting that everything does work itself out? Mm. It unfolds. It all unfolds and every moment is a brand new moment. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah. No boxes, no labels, just constant flow. Flow. It's what it is. We get to enjoy, choose to how we enjoy the ride. So what would you say to wrap it all up? What is, what do we need to know for this month? For this month, it's, it's really about putting into practice. How do we, how do we let go of the need to know control, you know, understand timing, especially uh, and, and, and looking at how do we increase our ability to trust? Perfect. Yeah. We all yeah. have our and then assignment. Life, life will deliver us opportunities that will give us a chance to put that into practice. Mm-hmm. And life will continue to deliver delightful surprises. Delightful surprises. Well, when we're intentional, I think we're, it, it makes it more, uh, accessible. Those, those delightful surprises, you know, and that's the invitation being, being intentional here is, is, is what it's all about. As a leaf literally just fell from the tree outside my window. (laughs) Uh, so you don't even know like maybe that was one of your beliefs falling away and you don't even know what need to know what one it was it's no longer yours not mine nope that's really funny (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh amy i adore you thank you adore you once again uh where can people find you i mean i assume everyone's got this memorized by right now but Let's go through the, yeah, yeah. the thing again. Everybody can find me at my website, amywhite.co, amywhite.co. And uh, all my links to social media platforms are there as well. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Primarily, those are the two places I like to play. Um, I will let everyone know. I might have said it last month, but I, I was... I had a second uh, uh, impersonator um, account show up on Instagram last a couple weeks ago now. So 
Um, I'll just let all of you know that uh, if you're following me on Instagram, I will never, ever ask you for money or approach you for a reading. Um, and so please just be aware of that. It's happening uh, with lots of people, especially in the spirituality realm. Um, and unfortunately, people are falling for it and giving money to scam artists right now. So just be really aware. If it doesn't feel good to you, if something feels off, trust your, trust your intuition. Um, and just, yeah, be aware. I don't know. I guess the greater consciousness felt that was really important to say, but Anyway, amywhite.co and all my information, services, links, et cetera, are there. Well, I think that is something for everyone to know about your Instagram and life. If it doesn't feel good, trust your intuition. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love you. I'm excited to do this again Uh, next month. And I hope next month isn't as far away as this month felt. It may be because I'm going to be traveling for, for most of May. Yeah. So we will talk about that. <laughs> All right. I love you so All much. Right. Thank you yeah. again. All right. Hey there. There's something I forgot to tell you at the start of this episode. I've upgraded how I'm offering human design readings and now they are a two session affair. So the first session is diving into your whole soul's blueprint, your whole chart, giving you all of the information. And that means your energy type, your profile, your centers, your gates, your channels, your arrows, all of the things we'll talk about your environment, whether or not you're made for consistency, your manifesting style, all the things and your authority, geez, everything. And then we will meet again in a week or two after that. And that's where we'll do the coaching. So you can actually truly embody your design. So I'm not just going to dump a bunch of information on you and then leave you hanging. We are going to make a relationship out of this and actually do the work so you can truly understand and embody your design. So you still can book your reading the same place on my website, kelseyabbott.com slash human design. Now, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it so much. And if you did, please share it with all your friends. And remember, you can check out all things Amy at amywhite.co and all things me at kelseyabbott.com. And if you loved this episode, and if you just love listening to the Find Your Awesome podcast, again, please share it with everyone you know, and please head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave the Find Your Awesome podcast a five-star rating and a glowing review. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for you. Get out there and go forth and be awesome.